Bienvenidos and welcome to the Luna Magic podcast. Luna Magic is a global multicultural beauty brand inspired by the rich cultures of the Caribbean and Latin America, the hustle and bustle of New York City, and the glamour of Los Angeles. In our podcast series, we will shed light on the behind the scenes of building a business, the community that supports us, the stories of others, and a few things that we've learned along the way to win big. Today, we have a very special guest on our podcast show, Cora Miller, co-founder and CEO of Young King Hair, a plant-based natural grooming company intentionally crafted for multicultural boys and young adults. Please help me to welcome the one and only Cora Miller. Yay! Hey. Hello, hello. <laughs> Well, Cora, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Obviously, we are like triple sisters in the sense of uh, we did the Target Accelerator program alumni. And, and, and I know that we've had some uh, interesting touch points as company owners, brand founders, family owned businesses. So I'm just really excited to hear, to share the perspectives uh, of what you've learned along the way as you built um, Young King Hair. Um, I believe that we were about, we've been in the market about the same amount of time, about three mm -hmm. years. So mm -hmm. we're kind of having really parallel experiences, but obviously you're really focused on catering to an underserved young men's category, which I think is super, really special and, and, and really inspirational. So if you can please introduce yourself to us and tell us a little bit more about your backstory. Yeah, I'm happy to. And thanks for having me. This is so dope. Uh, <laughs> Young King should have a podcast. I love okay. this. <laughs> we will tell you all what we've learned. <laughs> right. Um, but yes, again, I am Cora Miller. Um, founded Young King Hair Care. We launched in December 2019. And boy, it's been a wild ride. Mm -hmm. um, I always tell people that I never in my life thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. Like, why did I sign up for this? Um, <laughs> But, <laughs> but um, really did this because of my son. Like they said, when you have kids, it always changes your perspective. And that's exactly what happened to me, having my son um, and really looking for products that I felt were representative of him as a black boy um, and recognizing that there's this gap between our young boys and self-care. Um, and taking care of your hair and grooming and what that looks like for them and that journey that they go through. Um, and so being the forever do-gooder as I am, my husband calls me that um, just because mm -hmm. of my corporate background, which was focused all in social impact work. When I saw this kind of gap in the industry, I was like, I got to fix this. We got to do something <laughs> about it. And so I dragged my husband into this with me. He's my, my partner in crime. He's Young King CMO. Um, I actually had him leave his corporate job, you know, wow. do this <laughs> you with you too. Yeah, yeah, we're all in. Um, and what we've built, I feel is pretty powerful. It's so impactful, especially because of this community um, that just kind of organically came to be that really, truly believes in this mission of how we're redefining male grooming for the next generation of black and brown men. Well, I love to hear that. I loved a couple of things jumped out at me. One being really inspired by your son, also coercing or volunteering your husband to come and do go on this journey with you. Yep. So obviously it seems like, you know, really championing and thinking about black men through different stages of, of their life cycle seems to be at the forefront of how you're thinking about building this brand and, and how you're really being intentional, which I really, really like. That being said, you know, obviously you've been inspired by your family. How has it mm -hmm. been to start a family owned business? What sort of values do you guys kind of recognize? You know, we're also at Luna Magic at a family owned business. Yep. And 
you know, a lot of people say you can't mix family and business. Um, I now understand why that's difficult. Um, but I also know uh, that a lot of the big companies doing big things, most often, not all, they've started with some kind of family dynamic. So Absolutely. how would you say has been your experience starting a, a family owned business? And how do you guys navigate, you know, uh, wife, husband mode, parents mode, mm -hmm. business owners mode, et cetera, and room for love. Right. All the things. <laughs> um, no, I think, I think what you said is just spot on, right? You see all of these big companies that really do have these familial connect connections. Um, that's how they grew to be the, the size, the ginormous juggernauts that they are. And I think you can say that, especially for our brands too. I think, it's been great for us to do this thing together because we have our son as front and center in all that we do. Mm. No one's going to love our son as much as we love Cade. Right. Um, that's our son's name, by the way, Cade. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, we pour our everything into mm -hmm. making this business grow. Um, and so when you think about the dynamics of having something that's so personal to you both, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing that's going to stop you. <laughs> there's a yep. problem, you're going to figure it out. You, you have a, you, you, right, you, you, you go into like beast mode, because, right. you know, we say to ourselves, this is not going to fail because it, it represents our son, and we're not right. going to fail him. Right. Um, and obviously our son and boys who look like him, right? Because mm -hmm. we carry that mantra on our back as well. Um, but I think because we have that, you know, innate connection, this responsibility to this human that we share, that's mm -hmm. why it works. And to your point, yes, this comes <laughs> definitely comes with challenges, right? Like we both have different working styles that we have to get <laughs> adjusted to. It's so funny. My husband always jokes and says, you clearly never knew what I did at work. And I'm like, I right. didn't. Like, I didn't know. I really right, didn't. Right. I, didn't I, I didn't even know how to work you. I Correct. Didn't know you right. Did. And clearly you didn't know what I do either. And like, right. so I right. think in coming together, we've pulled out each other's strengths. Mm -hmm. We understand where our, our shortcomings are. And so we pick up where that is. Um, and we've gotten to a much better balance. It definitely took adjustment, especially um, because I started the business. I was on the business full time for a year before he came mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, you know, I had my thing rocking and rolling. So you had your groove, your right, own way. My groove, my groove. But obviously I needed, we needed to grow and I, I needed him in. I needed his marketing expertise, his brain power in this thing. Um, and boy, I got what I asked for, right? And so then he's um, coming in and he's like, well, why do you do this? Why'd you do this? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, Dude, I was doing this. <laughs> it was me. I'm, right. I'm doing this. I'm doing all the things. Right, um, right. So, anyways, yeah. So it took it took that adjusting, um, mm -hmm. but now I think we've really just like hit our groove. Like we we know where our core focuses are. And obviously we come together for very strategic things, like at the higher mm -hmm. level, but like, I know you're going to rock and roll with your marketing folks. I'm right. going to rock and roll with my, like all my back end folks. Right. Like right. I'm, I'm over like our chief of staff and our administration, like right. we're, we're keeping the wheels turning back here right. and you're right. marketing to folks. So right. it's like, we found our lane, we found our groove and it just works. Which I love, which is so special, because usually when I've heard like uh, husband and wife dynamics, the, the man is a CEO and the wife is like 
the marketing machine, but in this iteration, it's actually it's the, the opposite, which makes it so special. Yeah. And it makes sense because obviously your co-founder and husband as a father, right, really probably mm-hmm. tapping into his experiences as being a young black boy. Exactly. Now having a black son and thinking through like, I'll, I'll give you an example. One of the marketing uh, moments that you guys had that I was like, oh my God, squealing, like the Wakanda collab. Oh, like, yes. And seeing in your creative, like young boys embracing like power and pride, and mm-hmm. it just was so beautifully done. So can oh, you walk thanks, us through, like, <laughs> walk us through like from a marketing perspective, like what gets you guys going? Like that to me was a very iconic moment. How did mm-hmm. that come to be? And you know, did your son participate, or how did that roll out? Because I think for a brand at your size to really have a massive collaboration like that says a lot about what those big guys think about you and, and, yeah. the, and the market you guys are serving, but also the, the connection that you're building with your customer base, which is actually young boys, but also their parents, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. Parents mom, definitely mom, dad. Yeah. Mom, dad. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so our partnership with Marvel and Black Panther definitely was special. Um, oh my and God, I got it all wrong. Oopsie, Black Panther. <laughs> oh yeah, no, what kind of forever Black Panther? It's all, it's all it's part all, of it. Okay, it's all good. the same thing. Um, <laughs> but they actually reached out to us. So you talk okay. about um, your name coming up in rooms, right? And that and, right. And we can have a whole other conversation about that. That's but, another TED, <laughs> TED Talk. That's a whole TED talk, but our name came up. Um, and so they reached out to us. Um, and and this was honestly a year after we launched. Um, so we were still kind of, and during the pandemic, we're still trying to figure out all the things, right? Um, but they were just so impressed of, of what we were building and our mission and who we were for and the authenticity behind it, um, that they thought there was such great synergies between the Black Panther franchise and Young King Hair Care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with that, having conversations with them for, again, up until we launched this special uh, a, a collection, um, it definitely, you know, for us just felt very validating um, mm-hmm. that this juggernaut of like Disney Marvel Studios Big wants deal. to partner with Young King. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that that was pretty meaningful for us. Um, and of course, again, like with everything, it comes with its challenges, right? You're working with super right. big company. Big marketing little, process. Process, process, yeah. a lot yeah. of process, a lot yeah. of things that you had to follow, even from a, a marketing creative standpoint, just a lot of things that had to be Licensing, boxes that, yeah. yeah, that had to be checked and reviews. And I don't like this. Can you tweak this? I mean, at the end of the day, I will say um, they were great partners. We had to bring them around to let them see our vision mm-hmm. um, because, you know, just reminding them of this is why you reached out to us in the first place, because right, we right. are going to authentically represent young men. <laughs> um, and so doing that in, you know, the cultural garb that you saw in some of our like creative, the models mm-hmm. that we had and how they were all decked out, you know, our campaign video, um, we definitely did a lot of pushing to make them see the vision um, because we knew it just speaks, this is who we are. Yes. Um, and yes. we can't, we're not going to change that. So it, it was, it was a great partnership, great experience. We learned a ton. Um, and it definitely, again, like with anything, it, you know, it's challenging when you're navigating these types of, these types of 
kind of big ordeals. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about what you said is I think, and this is really for the young entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs that listening in, it's the power that you have. It doesn't matter like how big or small you are Mm -hmm. next to who you're doing business with. Like, And the value that we have as an indie brand is that we have such a special, we've identified a need, uh, a a white space. And sometimes I advise entrepreneurs who are like, well, it's so-and-so massive corporation. Can I push back? And I say, absolutely. Absolutely. Everything is a conversation. Like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, especially if you've clawed your way into entrepreneurship, you do have a voice. And that is actually part of the gig of growing into your leadership power. Like how do you articulate your vision? How do you push back where it makes sense? Mm -hmm. How do you take feedback and learn from them, right? Correct. So listen, I, I'm saying this to you, but I'm speaking to myself because I'm still learning how to do all the things. <laughs> I'm we, we, girl, we learn stuff every day. Yes. It's a process. We some evolve. Days, some days I'm like, it's too much. Right. But um but at the big picture thinking idea, it's it's I love what you said around standing behind your vision, standing mm-hmm. behind what you believe in, because it's just easy to have, you know, 20 execs in the room and then you guys and be like, wait a minute mm-hmm. to make sure because you guys know your community. Like, again, the beautiful thing about this is that it was inspired by your son. So you yes. have a literal human being that you look at every day. And, and if, if there's probably one thing that makes you fearless is making sure that you're creating a world in which he exist as part of it. Absolutely. Um, oh, that was beautifully said. Go girl. <laughs> Speaking of kind of like segueing into that, please tell us the meaning behind young, uh, young King hair. Yeah. Uh, and then tell us, you know, anything you want to share around the process of finding the formula, like those mm-hmm. early beginnings of creating mm-hmm. the brand, picking the colors. I think that's probably the most fun part of what it is. You know, we're having fun now, but then was a lot more fun. Yeah. A lot more like layers, layers, (laughs) you know, but where did Young King Hair come from? How did you, what were you inspired to kind of bring the brand to life? Yeah, I think so. The name Young King in and of itself, you know, very relevant in our community. Um, Mm -hmm. I even Mm -hmm. called my son (laughs) before he was even one (laughs) could talk like Young King, like that you are royalty. That's, that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. Um, And so by saying that and speaking that, into him, into all of our young men of color. Um, I wanted him to know and feel empowered by that um, mm-hmm. phrase that he is a king, that he is royalty, that he's valued, that he has purpose and meaning. And so that kind of name in and of itself, when I was, you know, kind of thinking about this this line and what I was going to do and the fun stuff, right? The yes, fun the conceptualizing fun everything. Um, that was the name that I said, I just, I have to name it this. There was like literally nothing else that came to mind. Um, even though my husband also pushed back on that and I shut that down. Shut it down. We're naming it Young King. We're going to roll with it. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, so that was kind of, um, with the name. And then in terms of thinking about the look and feel and bringing it Mm -hmm. to life, right? Obviously that's been an iterative process. Um, Yeah. Always evolving, but starting out, I definitely worked with a graphic designer to help, you know, um, come up with like this color scheme. I knew I wanted it to be a deep blue. Mm -hmm. I knew I wanted a playful color to complement it. Um, And I also knew that as I thought about branding um, for Young King, I didn't want it to be too 
kid-like, if that right. makes sense. Yes, I yes, still yes. wanted to, to feel mature yes. um, and not feel like it's for three-year-olds, even though it is. Yes, um, yes. But there, there's a sense of like maturity about yes, it um, yes. that still speaks to young men and speaks to their parents um, and and makes them feel, again, empowered, excited, whether they're three or 10 or 15 mm-hmm to use this uh, product. So I, I always had that in the back of my mind when I first kind of, again, was conceptualizing like look and feel. Um, and so going through that process, really liking this blue and lime green. Um, yeah, fun, that's, it's mature. Yeah, it's fun, yes. it's mature. Yes. Um, so that's kind of how that the branding all came together. Um, and actually it, it kind of went a step further because we won a grant um, mm-hmm through this organization, or it's, it's another brand, actually. Um, they were working with other um, Black-owned businesses. You know, this was in the height of, like, George Floyd, and everybody right, wants to work right. with everybody. So we're like, we'll take it. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that they actually offered to do with us is to create a brand asset guide, wow. which, you know, that's huge. Yes. yes. That yes. is huge and very expensive. Very expensive. Um, and so they offered to do that for us. And that just, again, took it to the next level. So. Um, we've definitely like evolved and, and continue to, um, I think you always do that as a brand. Yes, yes. Um, but it, that part of it has certainly been really fun. Um, yeah, you know, come to life. people don't realize kind of to what you're saying, branding is a forever thing, right? Branding mm-hmm. is, it's almost like it takes its own form as you continue to grow, as you hire more people, as you yep. work with graphic designers, creatives, as you also change your mind, right? Right. As, you're like, wait a minute, I, I want something new, something fresh. So that's really, that's probably what I love the most about entrepreneurship, how not stagnant. Um, there's nothing stagnant about what we do, which right. we just even have the personality type to like change, like constant change. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love what you said about making it feel mature because you're right. When I look at it, let's say a young king starts his journey with this haircut line at one, two, three, I can mm-hmm. see up to a teenager kind of like yeah. growing into it and every life cycle of, you know, what it is to me, a, a young boy and caring for his hair. Yep. So I know you mentioned earlier on corporate America. Wow. Mm. Let's get to it. Cause I also <laughs> Let's have a, talk about it. An ex corporate, you know, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, now having We're corporate this, retirees, retirees oh, having yeah. this, this new life as an entrepreneur, which is hysterical to me. So tell us about that transition and what sort of things that you learned over there that you think serve you well with entrepreneurship. And, and you know, maybe, you know, because I feel like I, the, the point I want to stress home, that there's a lot of corporate people who probably think that they can be entrepreneurs. I don't think not everyone is meant to be one. I, I think you gotta, there are people out there having amazing corporate success and corporate careers. But mm-hmm. what made you, you know, have that entrepreneurship tick? Because for me, it was a tick. I was like, I I gotta get to it. I gotta get to it. Yes, yes. I definitely would call it a tick as well. Um, (laughs) You know, I think for me, it was, I would say it was a culmination of things, but namely, it was just this, this notion that my talents could be used to do the things that I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like I was giving so much of myself, pouring so much of myself into this, you know, fortune five company that literally could give to you Mm -hmm. insert word there about me. um, And that, you know, I I became kind of this token black woman in leadership figurehead. Mm -hmm. 
and it, it was in and just offering operating in this environment that just wasn't me right i i felt like every day i could not be myself because i had to wear this hat um and be this presenting like professional black woman get, that could speak to ceos and senior leaders across the company and i and i did that um but it wasn't authentic to who i am mm-hmm. um the work that i was doing was meaningful in the sense because so i was in um social impact mm-hmm. so i was responsible for our grant making um and our mm-hmm. grant for th- um, portfolio. Um, in particular, at the time, I was working to give um, and develop programs for uh, students that were in medical school um, wow. and and um, helping them, helping minority students get through those programs so that there can be more of an influx of physicians, of mm-hmm. Black, Hispanic, Asian physicians in the um, industry. And so, yes, that felt you know, that felt great knowing that my work was impactful in that way, but how it got done, the red tape of it all, mm-hmm. the, Timeline. the the timelines, the, the, yes. the leadership, the presentations yes. of it all, that was just very draining. Yes. Um, and then I think the tick came when I was kind of got this idea in the first place, like, huh, maybe there should be products for young men. And it's funny enough, I never, it's so funny you make me say this because I actually never told anybody this. I actually told this idea to someone else. Really? <laughs> I was like, you, like, should, you should do that. Do it, run for it. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Li- I literally told that to someone else um, that you should do it. And then I was like, why don't I do it? Like, mm-hmm. I can do this. Um, and so the whole time while I was still in my corporate job, I was researching, I was doing competitive analysis to understand yep. like who are the players in the marketplace. I was doing um, surveys, like I was sending out surveys to family and friends and random people on Facebook that would take it. Like <laughs> I was just like in research mode for months. Right, right. Um, I was identif- trying to find manufacturers who actually could make this. Mm-hmm. What ingredients do I want? I, like I was just doing a lot of education myself um, to understand if this is something that could actually like work. And I think honestly, after kind of those six months of doing all of that, I'm like, I can legit do this. Like I have the work ethic, like I'm, I'm super detailed or like all of the qualities that work well in corporate, like the strategy, like all of those things I knew I can translate to helping get this business up and running. Yep. Now, could I have predicted it scaled the way it's got? No, not no, at all. No, uh, not at all. <laughs> Never think. But I knew I could get it. Like, I knew I could just do it and go after it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would definitely call it a tick in terms of like, you know, one being fed up with right, my current right. environment in corporate, but also recognizing that there was this great opportunity in front of me and there's no way that I could just sit on it. And I agree with, uh, with that. It's really, it, the tick is usually more like this idea to be fully expressed, this idea mm-hmm. to be far more creative, this idea to push yourself beyond your own limitations, good or bad, sometimes, <laughs> too far. Yeah. I've been on that side too, still recovering. But oh, you know, like, you know, it's like too excited, too many ideas, but, but it's just this passion that to your point, I think one thing I've learned throughout my corporate career, like it's just like enough what's never enough. You know what it, like it didn't matter like with every new promotion, with every new moment, with every every new opportunity. And I was so fortunate to have great leaders that really supported me. I always wanted more. more. I always felt like I could do more. And I felt yeah. like 
expand myself more. And, you know, again, be careful what you wish for, because in the same way that you ask for your husband to be your partner, I'm like, I want to expand. <laughs> expanding probably far more than I'm like, wait a minute. I, can I go back? And then, right. Let's bring it oh, back. <laughs> the next energy, but it's all part of the ride. And that's what mm-hmm. makes me the most excited about it. Like the, what you learn about yourself as an entrepreneur, as you're doing it with the family. I mean, it tests every layer of everything. Your yes. But what makes it all worth it is just, you know, the alignment, meaning mm-hmm. we have brands that are of today. Like I think for brands that are only three years old, the level of community that we've been able to build, mm-hmm. the level of support from retail partners that we've mm-hmm. been able to have, like mm-hmm. it's there. The magic right. is there. That's right. what makes it worth it. So you touched on a little bit early around ingredients. Uh, what is your philosophy? Tell us a little bit more about your formulas. What makes it special, unique, or maybe even segue to young boys, like what sorts of hair concerns uh, are you solving for with them? Yeah. So in terms of ingredients, I knew first and foremost that I wanted all of, I wanted my ingredients to be plant-based vegan. Yep. Um, I, and especially if you think about kids products in general mm-hmm. and, and taking a layer in the textured hair space, there's not products like that out there um, right, for kids. Right. Um, and so I wanted to feel as a mom myself, I wanted to make sure what I was putting on my son's hair was something that was good for him <laughs> and, and not detrimental to his hair health. And I say that too, because as black young men, right? You know, and my husband will say this all the time. And I think about even my experiences with my boy cousins, this mm-hmm. like idea of hair education and health wasn't instilled in them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, what's a wash day? What, right. what do I do with a shampoo? I'm just going to go to the barbershop and I'll get it cut. Like, what do you mean? Or if I grow it out, I, just, I don't have to do anything with it. It just grows right. out, right? Like, so there was just like this this gap, <laughs> right? And girlfriends. I remember in college, the guys that had their hair always had a girl braiding it or something. Yes. Women taking care of them, but them not doing it themselves. <laughs> right. Them not doing themselves. But um, that said, I just wanted to make sure that we had clean products with clean mm. ingredients yes. Um, yes. that would be impactful from a hair health standpoint. So that's always been our philosophy across both our hair and our skincare products. Which is, Um, you know, very innovative in that way because that's where the market is now. Everyone's mm -hmm. looking for clean, non-toxic, plant-based, you know, so many dangerous chemicals. Um, So you were, I mean, within trend with the market there of of really standing for plant-based. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And again, I think to complement that, what has been important for us is making sure that we teach fundamentals. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to approach this as a systematic approach. So if you even look at our bottles, we have step one, step two, step three, to make it really simple, really easy to establish a hair routine. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. your five-year-old, my six-year-old, he knows, okay, I got to do this. He tells tells my mom, his grandma, grandma, you have to start with the leave-in. I love it. And then you put the oil and then you add the cream. (laughs) So he like, he knows the process and we want to make sure that that is clearly articulated, understood um, from both the boy and even the mom who's like, I don't know what to do. Um, So that system approach has always been important for us as well. It's so cute. As you described him uh, having this conversation with his grandmother, I saw a YouTube video of him maybe... (laughs) 
talking about the routine to his yeah. other fellow young yeah. kings, you know, like yeah. so for some reason, because you have, you know, for those of you that uh, don't follow Cora, please do. And her husband, You're, the content that you guys produce is so stinking cute and hysterical. <laughs> Thank Very you. Family friendly. And I think that, you know, I always see your kids and I'm like, they're so stinking cute. <laughs> oh, I appreciate and, that. Your, your son gets older. He can contribute to the family business. Right. Well, he already thinks he's run the show anyway. <laughs> I told him, I was like, oh, yeah. He's like, I got I was like, I have to go do this podcast. And he was like, well, can I come on the podcast? I said, no, you can't. But thank you. Super cute. You know these kids. Yeah. Um, so 2023 is here. Um, are you coming out with new and exciting products? Yes. Uh, yeah. There's a lot on the docket in 2023. Um, so we're working on a special collection uh, awesome. that will be coming out in the coming months. Um, I'm also excited. Uh, may not be a big win for y'all, but big win for us. We just brought on um, three new full-time people. Um, wow. So this is the first time that we've actually had full-time employees. No, that, um, that's a huge win. That's a huge win. Trust. It's, yes. Congratulations. Thank you. We've been doing this thing by ourselves yes. for the past three years. Yes. Um, so to have people come on board that can really just take our vision, um, insert their special magic, their special right. sauce right. and like go um, has been so wonderful. Um, and so excited to see now plans that we've worked on but had to drop because, you know, it was just us. Um, yes. actually seeing those come back and bringing them to life throughout the year. So you'll see more of Young King. We're going to do more, you know, content. Um, just really That's excited exciting. about all the things we have cooking up this year. That's awesome. And to your point, like growth is like, you know, like when you can hire these full-time people and mm -hmm. hopefully get in their way, it's sometimes hard as founders to do so because you yep. realize you're so attached I know. to your baby. That you're, you know, it's almost like they're like, let it go. And I'm like, no. <laughs> We're not ready. Right, right. <laughs> no constant founder struggle. Um, yes. But it gets better before, you know, as people come in. That's how you know that your dream is evolving when mm -hmm. you see other people excited about it. They're talking about it. They want to contribute. Right. Um, really, it's 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 so scary because, you know, I don't know about you. This all started in my head or in our head. And then right. all this taking a life of its own, which is, it is. kind of like parenting. When you have these kids, you never really imagine them talking back to you or <laughs> Or having their own opinions about how they want to dress. It just right. of their own, which is still, you know, as e as conceptually as easy as it sounds to let go. I think that's the hardest challenge that we'll always have as entrepreneurs, like how to let go, how to let people come in, how to let the business evolve. And, you know, absolutely. Right? It's a process. Be patient with us entrepreneurs. <laughs> Doing our best. Be patient. So be patient. Um, so I'm going to round out the interview with two more questions. Where do you see yourself, your company or your family, however you want to describe it in the next five years? And how have you used your success to make the world a better place? Oh man, these are deep. Okay. So, <laughs> you know, next five years, I, I get that question all the time and it's always struggle for me to answer. Okay. Um, and like day by day, hour by hour, minute well, by minute. <laughs> Season by season. I just freestyle my whole life. No, um, I say that because, um, you know, as I think about our brand and what we represent being that kind of pillar for young men of color, 
they're ever evolving, they're ever changing. And so I always want to keep their needs top of mind. So yes, obviously, you know, we're in hair care, we're doing skin, but that could evolve into other grooming needs. Um, And even beyond that, like, Mm -hmm. the world can be our oyster, but I want to make sure that we always first and foremost, understand their needs and how Mm -hmm. we can be a support to them um, in that way. Um, Young men of color have a long way to go when it comes to self care. Yes. Um, and so we want to be that haven for them. Um, and so that can take shape in a lot of different forms. Uh, but again, I want to make sure that it authentically represents them and speaks to them. So I always like, I know that doesn't really answer the question, but it sounds like you're committed to go on the journey and keeping a pulse of where your community is at that moment yes. in time. And you yes. know, it's a beautiful thing, like versus pigeonholing yourself to an idea. Right. In today's market, everything is changing so rapidly. Correct. So really, to me, is really smart because that means you're going to, you know, you're going to have a pulse into what's going on. Yes. With values kind of tapping into your company and your products. You know? Absolutely. So that's kind of our philosophy there. Um, yeah. Not to say we don't have plans and roadmaps, people, but like, oh, no, I know you do. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure y'all you got know how we work. You know how we roll. <laughs> right. You know how we roll. <laughs> Um, um, and then what was the other question? Sorry. How have you used your success to make the world a better place? Yeah, I think, you know, the success of Young King arrests on the fact that we've become this amplifier um, mm-hmm. of what mm-hmm. inclusivity for young men of color is for the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. And that's how we've gotten to be tapped in these conversations, like t- tapped into Marvel talking about right. us because right. We're literally the brand that's bringing black and brown boys Mm -hmm. into this beauty conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so making sure that they have a front row seat, that they have a voice in it and a perspective, and that they're represented in all facets of it. Um, And so, you know, for us, I think that's our our superpower, our unique gift, um, that we're kind of shining this light on this really this community that has been woefully not represented or has not even been looked upon mm-hmm. um, at all. Um, so I think by, you know, bringing them into the conversation, we we are being very impactful in that way. Love that. So Cora, last question is where can we find Young King Hair Care for all the moms, dads that are listening to the podcast? And- yes. So you can find us at youngkinghaircare.com. We're also available in Target and Walmart and on Amazon. So Google us, Chad. You can find us. You can it's, find it's us. It's in the Googles. Well, it's in the Googles. Well, congratulations to you and your family for all of the success. I'm Thank you. inspired. The sky is the limit, like what you're saying. It's really not just so much a hair care company. It's really a cultural social company, right? You're mm-hmm. championing what it means to, you know, the imagery of young Black men and the education that they need to probably, you know, confidence for anyone, men Correct. or female parts from inside out. So thank you for lending us your time and your expertise, Cora. And to those that are listening, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you. Thank you.